This is a STEAM Channel program on UCTV. Go full STEAM ahead at uctv.tv slash STEAM, where science, technology, engineering, arts, and math converge. Welcome. I'm Karen Young, and I'm a 20-year educator. I spent time both in the brick-and-mortar classrooms as well as online teaching, not only serving as a teacher, but as a principal and district administrator. I look forward to sharing time with you to give you ideas about culture in the classroom to transition it over to the online virtual environment. So today we're gonna to focus on maintaining school culture for students and staff while transitioning to emergency remote learning. What is special about your school? As an administrator, there are so many things that you find special about your school. I encourage you to take a moment pull out a piece of paper and write down important aspects of your brick and mortar school. Maybe it's something as simple as the morning announcements that you do every day for students. Maybe it's greeting students in the hallway, collaborating with teachers on lesson planning, your specials. What about the culture that's created in the lunchroom of going in there, being able to connect with students outside of their classes? Perhaps it's family nights, different sporting events, and birthday celebrations. We know that with our students, what we've created in our schools is our culture. That's important. That's what brings kids back to school every day. There's things that excite them, that engage them, that they can't wait to see. There's also pieces of our school environment that are important to parents outside. They know that they're a part of something bigger. They're part of a family, your school. These characteristics are also important to your staff. Your staff members come to school each day and there are certain traditions that you have in place that they can't wait to attack each morning. Now take a moment and think of that list that you just wrote and create a second column. Now is the time that you get to be innovative and think outside the box. When I was a brick and mortar principal, every Monday morning, we used to bring our students into the gymnasium and have Monday morning meetings. This was an opportunity for us to celebrate birthdays, for us to connect with each other. We actually did group sing-alongs and would have different activities for students to be involved in. It was something my students cherished each week. Not only did my students cherish it, but my teachers did as well. It was a way for us to connect as a greater community. Well, when I moved to be an online principal, I had to think outside the box. I wanted to be able to create a culture for my students that allowed them to know that they were a part of something bigger. So I had to take those pieces that were important to me in my brick and mortar school and translate them to a virtual environment. This is gonna be an important piece for you during this time. How you translate what you're doing in your school that connects your students, connects your parents, and connects your staff to this online environment is an opportunity for you to create that sense of comfort for students, staff, and parents. Being able to connect with them virtually allows them to know that they're a part of something bigger. If you're an elementary principal, you know that your little kindergartners were looking forward to the birthday celebrations. What does that look like in an online environment? We have a lot of opportunity to be able to connect with YouTube or Zoom. You can record your morning announcements on YouTube and send them out to students to view. If you have a school-wide phone system, you can place recordings on those school-wide phone systems and send them out to students and families. 
Again, it connects with those students who may not have access to online to watch a video, and it allows them to know that they're important and they're a part of something bigger. Think about those students that are looking to connect that you always greet in the hallway. Can you set a list for five students a day to reach out and give them a phone call, to let them know that you're thinking about them and missing seeing them in the hallway? While we are remote teaching at this time, we really still can build that important environment in the online community. Take this opportunity to sit down, list out the important characteristics of your school, and think outside the box. The crazier, honestly, the better. Students are looking to connect with each other and to connect with you. This is your opportunity to do that. We know that not only students are looking for consistency and a culture of the school, but so is your staff. Your staff's experiencing a tremendous amount of transition during this time. Opportunities that you had placed in your school, that you had developed in your classrooms, or in the hallway or during staff meetings are now missing. Teachers are at their homes. Not only are they trying to encourage their own students in their classroom, but they're also working possibly with their own children. This is a time I'd like to give you a list of some do's to help you create some consistency for your teachers. If your district is anything like other districts are experiencing during this time, you're receiving a lot of communication on a daily basis. Sometimes this communication can come in different forms, but also could be mixed. And sometimes it becomes confusing as to what is needed to be done next. Please think about this list of do's to help organize your staff to create a consistent plan that matches with what your district's expectations are. So do think about how you will help your teachers communicate curriculum and expectations carefully. Remember, this is a short period of time until the end of the year. We wanna look at what the recommendations are from your district. Are they asking that you review concepts or are your teachers required to present new content? We wanna take the time to really think about where we are taking our students. If we try to think too big, which is our second do, think small, this can confuse not only our teachers, but our students. The smaller that we can create our scope and sequence, the easier it's going to be to help translate these lessons or activities for students online. So for thinking small, what standards are your teachers planning in the next month? Take a moment and work with your teachers to lay that out. Just because we transition to online learning does not mean that we don't lesson plan or curriculum map moving forward. What it means is that we need to take a step back and refocus the rest of our year. So by thinking small and just the standards we wanna teach for the next month, we can help organize our teachers around a very clear expectation and goal. When thinking small, Think about how your teachers are going to assess the students. We know in emergency remote learning that your district may not be asking that teachers grade assignments because students may not have equal access. However, it's always important, even when putting enrichment activities together, to think about that end result. We still are getting valuable data from students who are able to participate in online learning and it's important that we use that data to help inform our instruction still during this process. So have teachers think about that end result. 
what is that assessment going to look like? Maybe it's simply turning in the activities packet. If turning in the activities packet is the end result, what are the teachers expecting to see from that end result? When we think small, we have standards that we are focusing on and we have a clear assessment for the data that we're looking to help inform our next round of instruction, we are able to help connect our teachers to a common goal. We also are helping teachers shrink that frame of expectations into a very small area. This small area will allow them to focus and hopefully not feel so overwhelmed during this transition. Do have teachers develop a modified unit plan that lays out the knowledge needed to achieve the big assessment. So again, it can be easy to create activity packets or put together different links in a Google Classroom, but what is that information leading to? Make sure that you're helping teachers connect and find a larger picture that they're trying to focus on. Make sure that we're stepping back and we still are planning a unit. Are our activity packets going to connect through an addition and subtraction unit in math? then we wanna make sure that we have a clear process set in place so that our activities don't look like they're being pulled from one place in another, but they're laying out a clear progression for the teacher as well as the parents who are at home having to help their students. Do encourage teachers to limit online resources. It's really easy. There's a lot of resources out there available, and especially during this time, there are a ton of resources that are free. Providing students and parents unlimited amount of online resources can cause a lot of confusion. So make sure to encourage your teachers to keep that limit small so that students again are directed and focused on what the teacher is expecting them to learn or review during this time. So do help your teachers transfer their instructions into writing. Think about the days when we had to do scripted lesson plans. Maybe I was the only one that had to do them um, going through college, but the days where we had to really write out step by step by step exactly what we wanted students to do and exactly what we were going to say. That's important when we transition to online learning because we don't have the visual feedback from students. So much of our formative assessment that happens in the classroom happens from a visual aspect. Without that in place, we have to be very careful how we are providing instructions. It's really helpful to have teachers exchange their activity packets or their online instruction that they're gonna be providing with, uh, to students with each other prior. Have them read through somebody else's instructions and see if they can follow them. This feedback will be really important to help create a very clear roadmap for students and parents. We know during this time there's a lot going on in families, and if we have instructions that are not clear, that adds an additional layer of frustration and could add a lot more emails and phone calls to teachers and staff. When we have very clear instruction out, then we have the ability to really cut down on those questions that are coming in from families. Again, during this transition to emergency remote learning, we know that families are having difficulty schedule out a day. If you are an administrator of younger students, it's important to provide them some structure and some continuity. By providing a very general schedule to families, it will help them begin to structure their time at home. 
For older students, it can be very easy that now we're transitioning to a time of sleeping in late and staying up late. This transition can be difficult, again, because our days are looking the same from day to day. By providing older students in middle school and high school a clear schedule, you're allowing them to help structure their day, create some consistency of time that they can come in and truly do the work that you're asking them to do. Do think about your students who do not have access to the internet. While we'd love for everyone to have access, we know during this very quick transition, we still have many students at home without access. What are we asking them to do? Project-based learning is a perfect opportunity for students who don't have access to internet. Teachers can create very big, broad projects that students can do with the things that are in their house. They can investigate problems around their house, investigate problems in their neighborhood. Um, And this opportunity really allows students to really use those critical thinking skills, even though they don't have access to the activities that you may be presenting online. Finally, do give yourself grace. You've been given a big task during an unprecedented time with possibly little to no training. Remember, any access to learning is significant. I hope you're able to take this time to step back, look at the culture of your school that you've taken so much time and effort to create and are able to translate it to this virtual environment by thinking outside the box. Your students, your parents and teachers will appreciate it and you'll find comfort in the ability to be able to still immerse yourself in the culture of your school and connect with your staff and families.